Curtis Orloff is an oil field geologist whose background was devoid of snobbery. He taught special needs children. He has a good humor that it was then he saw the drama and comedy on display in a popular sandwich shop. Streetcar Sandwiches is a screenplay showing the efforts the owner of a sandwich shop in Uptown New Orleans undertakes to keep her business running. Not only does she have to deal with a menagerie of all types of employees. Already from Wilmington, Delaware. Let us all welcome Kurt Orloff. No one even appreciates we live better than emperors did. Even the poorest among us live better than emperors. There's a reason for that. It didn't happen by accident. And it just happened recently. Uh, life expectancy in 1900 was 40-something years. Now it's 80 years, doubled. There's a reason for all this. And uh, only, it used to be only uh, the rich can af uh, afford a car and everyone's on a horse. Now only the wealthy have a horse and everybody can afford a car. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodread, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. What are your thoughts on the current generation? Straight from Wilmington, Delaware to Lafayette, Louisiana. Now, we are with Kurt Orloff, an author of Streetcar Sandwiches, a geologist, a historian, a consultant. Let's have him, Curtis Orloff. Ideas are being foisted on us, one after the other after the other. Uh, pronouns, defund the police, critical race theory, white guys like me hate Negroes just because I'm a white guy. Uh, reparations, uh, uh, women can do everything men can do. What's going on? Stage feminists or you have female Spider-Man. That's all from theosophy that came about in the late 1800s. Uh, it died out because it's silly. And where did that come from? Well, it came from uh, a group of thinkers. Now, what's a group of thinkers? Group of thinkers aren't very useful unless they have, they can, someone finances them. And uh, someone financed what's known as the Frankfurt School, and they got financed by uh, cattle futures in Argentina. And so uh, one of these guys, Rotes, made this money in Argentina, and he created a, a school called the Frankfurt School in Frankfurt, Germany. A lot of them were Jewish. They were off and on communists. But uh, them being Jewish, they decided to get out of Germany in the 1930s, went to Switzerland, and ended up at Columbia University. And that's where it festered in the United States. First it became the premier journalism school. And so a lot of these guys are Marxists. And I can see why they come Marxists, because Marx divided people up into categories using economics. And I agree with that. I think he, he, he did good. Put an emphasis on credentials. If you have a credential, you're suddenly superior to everybody else. And you pontificate, and you don't worry about your money. So you tell everyone what they're doing wrong and what they're thinking, and uh, their uh, personalities are bad, and you're gonna change it. But it, the kids picked up on it, and the journalists picked up on it, so it got into the general population. So that's the, um, and it'll stay in the general population if the population remains prosperous. If things start going south, bad, uh, the, all that nicey nice stuff and how, how we're supposed to uh, our guilt trips which is all they do is they, they impose guilt trips on us streetcar sandwiches is now available on amazon barnes and noble goodreads quippy quill store and the your bookstores near you as a historian kurt 
What can you say about being an American exceptionalism? Okay. We are not, I'd say we are a land more of heretics than good Christians. Uh, I hate to tell you, but uh, the Puritans were heretics. That's why they got, this is an open society, still is. It's our personality, no matter what you see and hear and how draconian the news is from Washington, D.C., we're, we're an open society. 99% uh, of everything that affects us is local, even though we, the news is all about Washington, D.C., and that has very little influence on us. We are people that live in our localities. We always have and we always will be because that's who we are. And evolved to congregationalism. And Washington was a congregationalist, but by then it was really watered down. I'm a congregationalist. And Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Say the most idiotic, most incredibly idiotic things. Um, <laughs> you can't believe it. Like Biden once said uh, in 1929, FDR got on television and told people, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. That's wrong seven, six or seven different ways. Or, uh, like my favorites. Representative Johnston worried about Guam capsizing. I mean, <laughs> in an authoritarian government, these people would go, would end up in a gulag or be disappeared. My ex-wife was Argentinian and she saw people disappeared. We don't disappear them. <laughs> we make them senators, you know? So just kind of enjoy the show and realize most things are local. Pay attention to your local politics. That's the most important thing. And um, do your part to not make it, not to exacerbate the weirdness. We have an exciting update from Curtis Orloff, the author of Streetcar Sandwiches, who is an expert on business. Curtis has been making waves in the business world with his innovative ideas and strategies. Let us hear him, Curtis Orloff. Hi, it's Curtis Orloff again. Uh, one of the themes I brought up in the book is how liberalism and social conservatism are not mutually exclusive, they're compatible. Susan was an anti-war activist. I showed that in, in flashbacks, which implies she's a liberal, but she's a social conservative. Now, the idealism of liberal, liberalism can be very beneficial if applied in the right setting. Now, uh, running a business is the right setting. Now, the, uh, the problems uh, that liberals run across is that they get into industries where the, their, uh, the results of their efforts are meaningless. They're not, uh, they, they don't have to suffer the consequences like they go into the government and it's really hard to get fired if you're a government employee. And that's brought up too. Uh, whereas in, uh, when you have your own business, especially a sandwich shop business, Oh my gosh, it is so hard to keep that business up and running. Actually, the real streetcar sandwiches went under. Million dollar a year revenue when it went under. I showed how those two can work together. We have Kurt Orloff, who is a consultant, a geologist, and a teacher for children with special needs. Kurt, can you please tell us what his streetcar sandwiches is? How people adapt to their environment. Uh, I showed five different ways people adapted. The street people got status when they were called stakeholders. So uh, 
say uh, as much as they could. Uh, the apparatchiks that harassed Susan were, they actually got in that niche and stayed in that niche. They put on the costume, and that co they became the costume. They grew into the costume. They actually think they were helping Susan. But of course, they were just making it as difficult for her to conduct her business as possible, but they thought they were doing her a favor. The, um, the sarcastic, uh, cynical lawyer, um, like uh, the lawyer on night court, uh, thought he got over by being a bankruptcy lawyer. Uh, everything's horrible, awful. He'll make money off other people's. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quickie Quill Store. Get a copy now. Misery. And uh, people at Susan's Sandwich Shop pretty much stayed themselves. Uh, everything could be wonderful and they would, they would have remained the same. And Susan, same thing. Everything, Susan could not change. And uh, that was the reason she succeeded. She didn't change. She couldn't change. Because, uh, and according to Hannah Hart, that's the best way to handle an overbearing government. Stay yourself, be yourself. And because the apparatchiks, they have miserable life. The stakeholders, they'll always be street people. They, they're never going to have a good life. Uh, the cynical lawyer, he learned his lesson. I'm not going to tell you what he did because it spoiled the book. And Susan succeeded because she remained herself. She was an empath. She cared about people. And she, of course, was smart and wily. And um, that never went away. So the people with the, good, the best characteristics succeeded. And since society is civil, that seems to be the way things work. If you have a, uh, uh, a negative reaction to your environment, you're not going to succeed. Uh, the, the people that have the best response, the most optimistic, energetic response to their environment, they seem to be the ones that succeed. And that's not by accident. I think that's the way the universe is designed. And that's pretty much what the, what the book portrays. Hello America, welcome to Quippy Talks. Today, we have very special guest, Kurt Orloff, a geologist, a consultant, and a historian in the field of business. Kurt, can you share us what are your thoughts on communism? Identified or categorized people through economics. And I don't like, yeah, communism, communism just doesn't work. Socialism just doesn't work, unless there's a religious component, like the kibbutzes in Israel. Uh, they've proven that. Social, reli religious socialism can work. In other words, there's a, a higher goal. If there's no higher goal, it's not going to work because of the, the problem of the mean. Uh, someone slacking and, get the same th and getting the same uh, benefits as someone who's really working real hard, and that breeds animosity, and that destroys the organization. That's, how, that's why one, of, one of the many reasons socialism doesn't work. You can try it. It won't work. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Streetcar Sandwiches is a screenplay showing the efforts the owner of a sandwich shop in Uptown New Orleans undertakes to keep her business running. Not only does she have to deal with a menagerie of all types of employees, she has to comply with onerous and often conflicting regulations from several government bureaus. How she handles what turns into an ordeal threatens to change her naturally optimistic and pleasant personality. Let us welcome Kurt Orloff, the author of Streetcar Sandwiches. He is a geologist, a consultant, and a historian in the field of business. Kurt, can you tell us more about the book is about? They just manipulate the system for their own benefit. And they know 
how to extract whatever whatever's beneficial to them from the system and uh i made it clear in the book they don't really know what's going on uh, euphemisms metaphors and amorphous language it does sound good but they have no idea they, they can't run anything they're just figureheads and i think i made that quite clear in the book and susan became totally disillusioned with them because they can't help her because they don't even know what the uh the uh law was they're not even familiar with it so i guess in summary the entire world but capitalism by itself uh, you need idealism and that's liberals have, are idealistic you need idealism and even adam smith in his book wealth of nations he mentioned that hello america Today, we have Curtis Orloff, a geologist, a consultant, a historian, and a teacher. He has to share some fun facts about our past generations. Let's have him, Curtis Orloff. One of my degrees is in history, and um, I have a lifelong passion for history. I really like not just knowing the names and dates and knowing the most important figures, who was king. I like knowing how people lived. That's, that's what's really interesting to me. And there is absolutely nobody alive today before 1900. First of all, the made uh, motor transportation is horse. Do you know how much horse dung, how many tons of horse dung are deposited every day in New York City? And anyone who uh, was a wrangler or anyone who's been around a farm, that smells like. And then we, it has to be cleaned up. Also, uh, there's no indoor plumbing. Can you imagine that? You know, we've all been to outhouses, portalettes but that's how they lived. And there was almost no clean water anywhere. Uh, one of the interesting facts of history is uh, sailors drank beer or grog because water can't be kept uh, drinkable for very long. Microbes get into it, so everyone drank beer. Our founding fathers, oh my God, after they signed the... Uh, the Constitution, I mean, they had a saturnalia of all the alcohol they drank. Uh, everybody was drunk back then, which is kind of interesting. Uh, no one drank water. You couldn't. It was too dangerous. So everybody drank alcohol. That was a staple. Thank you for sharing that to us, Kurt. We are so lucky today that most of things we are doing are much convenient to everyone. Right, Mary? Absolutely. We should be thankful for how we live right now. Thanks for sharing that, Kurt. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Good day, and welcome to our fun facts segment. Today, we have a very special guest joining us to share their insights on a topic that's been making headlines recently. As always, we strive to bring you the most informative and thought-provoking discussions on the issues that matter most. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Curtis. Uh, they bathed, people bathed uh, maybe once a week in the communal bathtub that the whole family used. Uh, when I was in Saudi Arabia, there were Bedouins would uh, set up their camps near rig sites. If they came anywhere on the rig, oh my God, 
it's, it was as bad as being gassed. And like I was in the military, they would get, they would gas us in a tent just to introduce us to what gas was like. That's what a better one smells like. It's intolerable. <clears throat> but Jefferson actually told his daughter not to bathe, so she she'd be stinky, and that way it would protect her from uh, any sexual predators. It's was unbelievable. And of course, women didn't take off their crinolines or petticoats. They just went inside their dresses. Like I said, nobody in modern society could tolerate those circumstances. And uh, that's all left out of history. It's not mentioned uh, how people live like that. And of course, everybody had lice in their hair. It was just disgusting. That's why men wore wigs, powdered wigs. They would shave their heads to get rid of the lice and they'd wear powdered wigs, which were made out of animal fur and ticks. Wow, that is just a reflection on the privileges and opportunities we enjoy in our society and how we can appreciate them. Thank you, Kurt, for sharing this to us. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for, for more. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Good day, and welcome to our fun facts segment. Today, we have a very special guest joining us to share their insights on a topic that's been making headlines recently. As always, we strive to bring you the most informative and thought-provoking discussions on the issues that matter most. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Curtis Orloff. And, uh, that's all left out of history. It's not mentioned uh, how people live like that. And of course, everybody had lice in their hair. It was just disgusting. That's why men wore wigs, powdered wigs. They would shave their heads to get rid of the lice, and they'd wear powdered wigs, which were made out of animal fur. And ticks. Um, why that's totally removed from history, but uh, it is. I mean, every day, nowadays, we can't tolerate it if there's no air conditioning. I grew up with no air conditioning, but we, but we had fans, we had electricity. Imagine no electricity. Uh, it just, it would be totally intolerable. Life would be totally intolerable without electricity. But electricity, you know, people got wired up. 1900 pretty much the earliest people got wired up and um also clothes how do you keep your clothes clean you lie um it's, it's hard to keep your clothes clean and um and of course washing your clothes and, and trying them would be, would be an ordeal trying to wear fancy clothes i don't know i just go to a dry cleaner i don't even know if there were dry cleaners back then so just think of place that complaining about how awful it is now you couldn't live even 19 before 1950 when uh, no one had air, very few had air conditioning uh you couldn't you, you just accept creature comforts and of course uh you accept uh penicillin which was the wonder drug and but we might have won world war ii because we had penicillin and uh the nazis did not read any uh british journals it was just kind of a egotistical thing, but the penicillin was written about in British journals. So the Nazis did not have penicillin. Our troops did. That saved thousands and thousands of lives. And uh, uh, antibiotics, we know about antibiotics now. I was saved several times because of antibiotics. But life was short, mean, cruel, and stinky back then. So no matter how bad your life is, it's a hell of a lot better than what your great-grandparents. What a goosebumps there, Kurt. Oh, right. For those people who need this message, you gotta hear this out today. Motivate to keep moving and be happy for what you have. Thank you, Kurt, for sharing this wonderful message. 
Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for, for more. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Her name is Susan, and she is the founder of Streetcar Sandwiches, a popular restaurant that has been serving up delicious sandwiches for years, but what sets her apart from other business owners is her commitment to liberal values and social justice, even in the face of financial adversity. Despite the fact that her business is on the brink of bankruptcy, Susan remains dedicated to her mission of providing sustainable, high-quality food to her community, her employees, many of whom have families to feed, rely on the restaurant for their livelihoods, and Susan feels a deep sense. Deep sense of responsibility to support them during these difficult times. Now, Kurt Orloff wanted to tell us the, a little bit of the story that has something to do with us today. Hi. Uh, another theme that I brought up in streetcar sandwiches, uh, how one can have a job and have a family too. And you got to remember, Susan is a liberal. She's an anti-war activist. But she ended up having a family uh, after she got married. She waited. She had to find the right guy, but she had enough enough sense to find that uh, the guy she found was a diamond in the rough. Uh, he thought he was a bankruptcy lawyer and he thought he was getting over and he didn't get over, but Susan recognized uh, his quality. And so um, she got married and then she had a kid. Uh, modern feminists don't, I don't know, want you just to go right out and get a career. Well, then if you just go out and get a career, you may never have kids. And modern feminism, don't they're, they're not family-oriented at all. But uh, I just wanted to show that Susan uh, wanted it all. She got it all, but she did it her way. She did it intelligently, and she was wise enough to see that that lawyer was a diamond in the rough. All right, thank you. That's it for tonight's feature. Join us tomorrow for more news and updates. Thanks for watching. And remember to support your local businesses. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Her name is Susan Branson, a middle-aged woman who works at a small restaurant in New Orleans. The restaurant, called Streetcar Sandwiches, is struggling to stay afloat in a neighborhood that's seen better days. Susan is determined to keep the business going, even as she faces financial difficulties and personal setbacks. As the story unfolds, we see Susan navigate the challenges of running a small business, dealing with difficult customers, and trying to make ends meet. Along the way, she meets a cast of colorful characters, including her employees, regular customers, and even a few love interests. Despite the hardships she faces, Susan remains optimistic and dedicated to her work. She believes in the power of good food and hard work to bring people together and make a difference in the world. Through her struggles and triumphs, we see the resilience and spirit of the people of New Orleans, as well as the beauty and complexity of the city itself. Sheds light on the inspiration behind his latest literary masterpiece, Streetcar Sandwiches, in an exclusive interview, join us as we uncover the thrilling tale that led to the creation of this captivating novel, taking readers on a journey through the colorful streets of New Orleans. Now, let us all welcome Kurt Orloff. 
right, another theme I wanted to bring up in Streetcar was there were no really bad people or villains in the story, just misguided people, like the apparatchiks that constantly harass Susan, wanting her to uh, fill out forms, keep track of everything she does, uh, so the government can have a handle on um, uh, her business and her personal life, and so allegedly they can help her with all this data. They, these, these people never really had a, a job and understood the profit motive. They may have had uh, jobs as kids, but they never, but when they had a career, they were encouraged to act this way. And that's how all bureaucracies are. You get into a bureaucracy, all you are is a paper shuffler and fill a form, filling out forms. I know I did it. And all, all, I felt like I accomplished something when I got all the forms filled out. And of course I haven't accomplished anything. And, um, so, and so they, they were good at what they did, except what they did wasn't worth being good at. That's it for tonight's feature. Join us tomorrow for more news and updates. Thanks for watching and remember to support your local businesses. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Thrift Books, Good Reads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. From oil fields to office buildings, Curtis Olaf has worn many hats throughout his career, but it was during a downturn in the oil industry that he found himself peeling shrimp and delivering poo boys in the vibrant city of New Orleans. It was there that he witnessed the drama and comedy of a popular sandwich shop, working alongside colorful characters from all walks of life. Despite the shop's eventual bankruptcy, Olaf's memories of the experience remained glowing. He returned to the oil industry and eventually achieved great success. But his time in New Orleans stayed with him. As an adopted Orleanian, he was inspired to write his latest book, Streetcar Sandwiches, which takes readers on a journey through the colorful streets of the city and the challenges of running a small business. Join us for an exclusive interview with Curtis Orloff as he shares the inspiration behind his captivating novel and the lessons he learned from his time in New Orleans. He had a message to share that would help us understand how we became the people we are today to our society. Let us have him, Kurt Orloff. Hi, uh, I just want to briefly mention something about fads. We're in the middle of a fad, everyone knows what it is. Uh, it's getting more pronounced all the time. Uh, the government promotes it, but it's a fad. It used to be called Theosophy, and uh, that died out in the 1930s. It had a resurgence. Why is there a fad anyway? What causes fad? Uh, Beanie Babies in the late 1990s, Cabbage Patch Kids uh, 1980s. Everyone thought Jerry Powell was going to take over the United States. 1980s. We thought militias were going to take over the United States. Um, I don't know. I think humans just need something to be afraid of. If uh, they're, ever, humans are just susceptible to being afraid. But when you're in the middle of a fad like we are now, let, real, remember it, it will come and go. Um, one way to kill a fad is by constantly making predictions that don't come true. Um, like you know, the, the melting of the ice caps and the. Uh, flooding of the uh, shorelines. Well, if anyone had a, everyone, everyone had a martini or, and had ice in their drink, they'll notice when the ice melts, 
the water level doesn't go up. So that whole thing is kind of silly. Uh, so I think this worrying about the, the ice caps melting and flooding our shorelines, it, it's going to die. You can't keep making predictions that don't come true. S. Miller, the Millerites. I think that became Seventh-day Adventist, but he kept predicting the coming of Jesus. He gave a particular date twice, and it didn't happen. And I don't think there's Millerites anymore. I think there's Seventh-day Adventists, so they went on from that. Anyway, if it isn't uh, moral, necessary, or fun, forget about it. That's it for tonight's feature. Join us tomorrow for more news and updates. Thanks for watching, and remember to support your local businesses. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thrift Books, Goodreads, and Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Streetcar Sandwiches takes readers on a captivating journey through the vibrant streets of New Orleans, following the story of a small sandwich shop and its owner as they face various challenges in running the business. Despite the comedic moments, the novel also explores themes of resilience, perseverance, and the enduring spirit of the Big Easy. Join us on this thrilling ride through the heart of New Orleans as we discover the drama and comedy on display at this popular sandwich shop. Kurt Orloff is here with us, eager to share a glimpse into Susan's story. Kurt, please join us. Hi, uh, Susan and Streetcar Sandwiches remain focused on what she needed to do. There's all kinds of distractions. She just dealt with them as quickly as she could, as efficiently as she could, or she stayed focused on her main task. And even though the task looked bleak, she still had the confidence and resolve to keep trying. And it was her resolve and confidence and uh, that led her to succeed eventually. And uh, it was only because she was wily and clever and open to all kinds of clues that led her to succeed at the end. And so that's what you need to do. Just stay focused, be open to anything. All kinds of goofy things can happen and you consider them and one of them may be beneficial. And for Susan, it was. And she resolved her conflict. That's it for tonight's feature. Join us tomorrow for more news and updates. Thanks for watching, and remember to support your local businesses. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy, now! Coming up next, we have Kurt Orloff who will share with us an exciting story about the book Streetcar Sandwiches. What's great about this novel is that it delves into our society, some current situations and is relatable to everyone. Let's have him, Kurt Orloff. I want to go over the other characters, archetypes. Uh, the stakeholders are uh, giving status. There's, there's basically uh, street people, but they're given status uh, by the government. So they don't try to improve themselves. You know, someone tells you you're someone, somebody important, you're going to stay there. It's like being a corporal in the army you're you know you, you can parade around hey i'm a corporal or a policeman look at me i'm a policeman you're given status and you're proud of that so you stay that way so if you, if you the street call a street person a stakeholder it doesn't give them any incentive to advance now uh you look at the uh, politicians in city hall they're just a bunch of uh, bloviating blowhards but they figured out the system and uh 
they haven't a clue what's going on. They didn't know anything about the rules. All they're interested in status. Uh, apparently, as politicians, all they know is how to talk to people uh, and without saying anything, and they get elected. And so they know how to do it, and they're very proud, and they're just interested in status. So everyone has their niche, and a lot of times their niche is not very good. It's not helpful. It's not useful. That's it for tonight's feature. Join us tomorrow for more news and updates. Thanks for watching. And remember to support your local businesses. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Welcome to today's news segment. In today's story, we have a novel called Streetcar Sandwiches that tackles various topics such as politics, business, liberalism, communism, and society. The book features characters that are based on real people and events, making the story even more compelling. Liberal businesswoman as she runs her sandwich shop. Despite the serious themes, the book also has a comedic touch that is sure to keep readers engaged. It's a must-read for anyone looking to deepen their understanding of business and society. Now, Kurt, share us what insights do you have to the critiques of your book? All the critics uh, had a narrative, and they just wanted to see how close Streetcar Sandwiches was to their narrative. If it got off the narrative, it was bad. Uh, and they like the virtue signaling because a lot of literature is just the uh, just the narrative and that's why it's really boring really dull anything that's new and exciting breaks the mold and the mold is just putrid it's awful it's terrible and streetcar sandwiches they said it was a dystopia well in real life it was really worse because not only did an overbearing government harass the owners in real life, the overbearing government shut down the owners. And guess what? When you got a restaurant, you still had to pay property taxes. You still had to pay insurance on it. And you better keep utilities up or else after a year and a half with no utilities, try turning them on again and see what happens. So in real life, it was worse than the so-called dystopia I wrote about. So the moral of all that is, unfortunately, our literary world is populated by pods who follow the narrative and all you're going to get is just totally boring dull 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 stuff that you really can't stomach even they can't stomach it that's why disney's failing um and uh, all comedy is just new and bright all comedy breaks the mold it's new and bright and you go how dare you say that and it's funny comedy may, should be funny and a lot of Streetcar Sandwich is a humorous story, but it's serious, but it's humorous. And these pods didn't get it. Hopefully you will. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Good evening and welcome to our show. Today, we will be discussing a novel book titled Streetcar Sandwiches by Kurt Orloff. This book tells the real-life story of Susan, a hard-working businesswoman who is struggling to save her restaurant from going bankrupt. As the liberal owner of the restaurant, Susan faces numerous challenges that test her resilience and determination. Through this comedic drama, Kurt Orloff masterfully captures the struggles of small business owners and the lengths they go to keep their dreams alive. Streetcar Sandwiches is a must-read for anyone who has ever owned a small business or aspired to do so. The book offers valuable insights into the challenges that entrepreneurs face. And the sacrifices they make to succeed. 
Susan's story is a testament to the power of perseverance and the importance of never giving up on your dreams. Kurt Orloff's writing style is engaging and witty, making streetcar sandwiches an enjoyable read from start to finish. The book's comedic moments will have you laughing out loud, while its dramatic scenes will leave you on the edge of your seat. Now, Kurt Orloff has a great message for us to motivate of what we are doing right for our future and for the society. Let us listen to him. Another aspect I wanted to bring up with streetcar sandwiches are the different perspectives that were involved in solving the problem. Now, unfortunately, all this perspective was inside Susan. She started out life as a student radical, and then she's a liberal, idealistic. But she used that to solve her problem. Now, uh, a conservative would consider student radicals as just beyond the pale. Well, what you got to do, uh, real diversity is diversity of perspectives and diversity of skills. And Susan had that within her. Unfortunately, she's the only one solving her problem. But she had that within her. And so uh, you really have to be open to people who have a different lifestyle than you. And you may not like it, but they can bring a a solution to the problem, or they can add to the solution of the problem. So you got to be open. That's real diversity. It's not diversity of skin color. It's diversity of perspective and skill set. No matter where you come from in the political spectrum, just be open to it, because a lot of them uh, have solutions to your problems or help you solve the problem. So don't be closed-minded. Uh, Susan needed every while she had to solve her problem, and she eventually did. But if she was closed-minded, she would have never solved her problem. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy, now. Our topic for today is a novel book called Streetcar Sandwiches, authored by Kurt Orloff. The book narrates the real-life story of Susan, a diligent businesswoman who is facing the challenge of keeping her restaurant from going bankrupt. As the liberal owner of the restaurant, Susan encounters various obstacles that put her resilience and determination to the test. Through this comedic drama, Kurt Orloff skillfully portrays the struggles of small business owners and their relentless efforts to keep their dreams alive. A geologist, a consultant, and a teacher who wrote the novel book, Streetcar Sandwiches, let us welcome Kurt Orloff. Uh, one thing I want to bring out about Streetcar Sandwiches is uh, the complaint from one of the critics, I had too much diversity. I actually had less diversity in the story than the real, there was a real streetcar sandwiches, and there was a lot more diversity. And one of the, uh, one person that we worked with, it was a staple, was Petey. Petey is biologically a woman, but he considered himself a man. So that's a transsexual, and we didn't care. Petey was Petey, he was just one of the gang. He was just one of the workers. He was a good worker, and he was a good friend. And so if I put him in the story, the critic wouldn't like that. We're supposed to celebrate his, uh, his change of sex. So I wouldn't have put that in because nobody cared. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the real, there was a real streetcar sandwich. There's a lot of stuff that happened in the streetcar sandwiches I didn't put in the story because then fit. You have to put things in that fit the story because you want to move the story along. If you just put everything in, you just get a diary. And so I didn't write a start, I don't want to write a diary. I wanted to write a story. So, uh, like, we have an ex-cop that worked with us, and he shot a robber, and then the next day we found the robber dead three blocks away. Interesting incident, sad, but didn't fit the story. Also, we had a, we had a, a lesbian, again, a, we didn't care. What was her name, Karen? We didn't care.
Karen was Karen. She's just a good girl. And um, the critics would have hated that. But uh, like I had Ricky. Uh, Ricky was actually the Muriel Boat left that he was just another grumpy, fun, funny, grumpy guy. Disney always portray those characters as crabs. But they're funny, funny and grumpy, like John. Funny and grumpy. But as long as they're funny, they're fun. And uh, we, I wanted to show in the story that everyone embraced everybody else. We all became a team. We all respected each other. That's what I wanted to show, and I think I did. And then the main thrust of this is uh, Susan. Now she embraced everybody and put everyone under her wing. She's a real empath and cared about everyone's welfare. Wanted to show that. And she succeeded. Even though she's a super nice person and empath, she succeeded. So you don't have, you know, last good, uh, nice guys finish last. Leonardo Rocher said that. I don't agree with that. Susan did succeed. All right. Thank you. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy. Now. The author of Streetcar Sandwiches, Kurt Orloff, is always excited to share the story of Susan, the owner of the sandwich shop in New Orleans. It talks about how struggle it is to keep a business, a real-life story that has been smartly crafted into an entertaining and interesting book. The author, Curtis Orloff, has managed to create a book that is both comedic and serious, hilarious and thought-provoking. Let's hear from Curtis Orloff himself as he shares his experience and insights on this. One thing that someone will realize when they read Streetcar Sandwiches is that it's about ordinary people. And I had an agent say, that's unusual, writing about ordinary people. I thought that's kind of strange because uh, very famous shows about ordinary people. Alice is just about a slop shop in Arizona, and of course we got Cheers. So I, I don't really understand that. Um, all, if I, I look back at all everything I've written, it's about regular people in uh, very difficult situations and how they overcome their situations. They have challenges and uh, it really tests their will and their uh, talents. And uh, so that's, that's what interests me. I never was interested in kings and queens and emperors because even they, the kings and queens of their regal outfits and resplendent surroundings, their problems are petty. They just have ordinary problems of everybody else. It's just that the consequences of their decisions affect a lot of people. And that's why we don't have kings and queens anymore. Uh, so, um, I wanted to have ordinary people because I would relate. Like Susan, she's a, she's a manager of a, of a sandwich shop. And so she looks, makes sure she looks pleasant, presentable. But then when she went to City Hall, she realized she had to look sensuous. So she, her, because she's not experienced at it, I hadn't done it for a while. She was trying to put on makeup. He goes, oh my God, I can't do this. I look like a clown. Uh, my mother would spend an hour putting on makeup. And my ex-wife would spend 10, 15 minutes putting on makeup. But she was so expert at it. It's like 20 items she'd spread out. And uh, she'd be able to put them on efficiently in 15 minutes before work. But Susan didn't have that. So I imagine a lot of women who just try to look presentable. Just a little bit of uh, powder. Uh, base uh, would have as difficult time as Susan did putting on makeup to look sensuous. So it's little things like that. So people can relate, and uh, it's. I think all the. the I think the most uh, s powerful stories are about ordinary people, and not kings and queens and emperors and yada 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 yada. That that bores me, and I have no use for magic. That's cheating, and. Um, so, everything I've written is about ordinary people.
that maybe in the course of the story become extraordinary, but they start out ordinary. Uh, so I hope you like it. Hope you relate to it. Okay. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, we have an inspiring true story to share about a businesswoman named Susan. Despite facing numerous challenges, including bankruptcy, Susan remained determined to keep her restaurant, streetcar sandwiches, up and running. Her motivation stemmed from her employees and their families who relied on the business for their livelihoods. This is a real-life story based on a restaurant located in New Orleans, Louisiana. Let us hear the geologist, consultant, a teacher, a former military officer, and the person who crafted the wonderful book, Kurt Orloff. Another aspect of streetcar sandwiches is how Susan handled her visitations to City Hall. She knew what kind of people she was dealing with. That's why she dressed up as a call girl and um, acted seductively. And um, they, the, her inclination proved true, but she realizes these politicians had no idea what was going on and were more interested in status than the nuts and bolts of what's going on. They didn't have any knowledge of the, uh, the laws and rules that they allegedly passed and uh, wanted to portray that. When something works, they all try to take credit for it. When something doesn't work, the cat they all blame the cat lady. And um, so uh, also I, uh, the names I gave to their titles and uh, their programs sound very officious, sound very important. Well, those names I totally made up out of thin air. They're just complete BS. I realize that uh, that's a popular thing to do. You stick a bunch of polysyllabic words together and it kind of, you sound impressive, but you don't communicate anything. Uh, uh, the government's full of that. I was in the army. Army used acronyms. Philosophy. This one guy wrote liberal identitarian politics. Philosophers love doing that. I'm in geology, and geologists love making everything sound so complex. Uh, like I say, if you can't explain it to a child, or if what you call something doesn't give a person an inclination of what in the world you're talking about then it's not viable and so uh, I just wanted to show that and uh, impress upon you all those fancy names I gave it all the programs and titles is total BS I completely made them up but they sound great okay bye streetcar sandwiches is now available on Amazon Barnes and Noble Goodreads and to Quippy Quill store Get a copy, now. Tonight, we have the pleasure of speaking with Kurt Orloff, the author of the novel Streetcar Sandwiches, based on a true story from a restaurant in New Orleans. This novel covers both comedic and serious topics that many readers can relate to. Kurt, could you please share with us some of the funniest moment on the book? Is like when she uh, tried to look sensuous to go to City Hall because she knew the quality of people that inhabited City Hall. Uh, she wanted to be. Um, she she wanted to manipulate them by being sensuous, because I, I showed politicians as being oafs, and um, but Susan, not 
prepared, not an expert at putting on makeup. And it was a chore for her. She didn't want to look like a clown. Sure, a lot of women are like that. My mother was expert. She's taken an hour to put on makeup. My ex-wife was very expert. She put it on before work in 10, 15 minutes. But she had 15 items spread out on the coffee table. Yeah, but she was quick and efficient. And Susan just trying to look, just tries to look presentable every day. She wasn't expert at putting on makeup and she made a comment about that. So I imagine a lot of women can relate. It's full of vignettes like that. Real people doing real things and dealing with trauma as real people would and to see how they perform. And that to me is what's interesting. Uh, keep your kings and queens and magics. That, that doesn't interest me. And I hope uh, real people interest you. Okay, thank you. Streetcar Sandwiches is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and to Quippy Quill Store. Get a copy now.